Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How's it going, Brian? It's phenomenal, man. Phenomenal as always. <laughs> Good times here, man. Good times yeah. to be had here. We uh, people, uh, get to see what we look like. Yeah. Hopefully this will end up on the on our YouTube channel. This is a pilot for us to try to record some video, kind of expand our audience potential. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's just Brian trying to get me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the other side of it. We're, yeah. we're trying to how, like, how uh, can we uh... expand beyond our... <laughs> Thanks so much, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome, Brian. I, I'm, that's what I'm here for is yeah, really yeah. challenge people and make them better people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're uh, it's it's been good. We uh, had a very long weekend. This week, I don't know. Last week with Labor Day, like Wednesday, I'm like, why isn't it Friday? I don't understand. <laughs> and then this week is kind of doing the same thing. So what did you all do this weekend? You guys went all over the place, didn't you? It was a crazy weekend. Alex had one makeup soccer game for when okay. they missed for those kids had COVID team shut down for a week. Right. On Friday night. Okay. So we had Friday night game. There was already two scheduled select team games that weekend for Saturday and Sunday. Saturday morning and Sunday morning as well. So Friday night, a Saturday, and a Sunday. Yeah, okay. Su- Saturday at 9 o'clock, which was really painful because you had to be there at 8.15. What time did the game end on Friday night? It was a 6 o'clock game, so it was done by 7. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. Oh, no, that wasn't the problem. We so, But to get Alex up and get... <laughs> at the stadium at 8.15 and awake was quite the challenge. <laughs> yeah, he's not a morning boy. Not a morning person. He's definitely the night owl. Yes. We had that game. Why soccer started this? Oh, wow. So are you coaching? And I'm coaching. Okay. We got scheduled for two games on opening day because there's five teams, so everybody has to play a double header. When did you practice? We had two weeks of practice the previous two weeks. Okay, okay. I didn't realize you were practicing. Okay. They were at like one and two that So day. one, two, three, four, five soccer games. Five soccer games. <laughs> and the Y soccer games were complete dumpster fires. <laughs> with Jenny some bad was, officiating. Well, Jenny was did. saying that like they've got you all squished on the small field, but with more players. and Now we're on the big like, field. The okay. kids don't know what to do. Oh. They're still in that small field mentality of okay. all I gotta do is maybe take it myself or give it to someone else and then watch them <laughs> but that really doesn't work in a large field the first game was a lot of standing around watching other people play we ended up losing because the other team got a penalty kick because the official called one of our kids for a handball inside the box oh. he got the ball came at him he picked up his hands to like protect himself Yeah, that's not a handball she completely blew it. She wasn't even closest to the guy. She was like across the field. The guy mm. next to it. Because after the game, I was like, you, you can protect yourself. That is not a handball. Right. Oh, I was very unhappy yeah. with that. Uh, the kid who was right there was like, well, it was kind of a borderline, so I let it go. And then we then I get into this conversation with the rest after the game, and they're like, well, sometimes you got to, you know, at the level, you, you have to give some leeway at a level. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to give leeway on fouls and stuff but you're gonna call me on a handball in the thing <clears throat> when the kid was, about was to get at by best a ball. questionable 
Because Alex got absolutely decleated in this game by one kid who just came in recklessly late oh, wow. and absolutely in the second game and absolutely got just taken out. Oh, and, and, is he okay? and I'm like, I was like, what? And the guy's like, well, I called the foul. I'm like, <laughs> I'll not give, because that was like a clearly a yellow card because it was so late. They're like, well, they don't want us to give cards. I was like, I'm okay. Afterwards, he's like, well, I probably should have talked to that kid a little bit after that. You think? To let him know that. That, that you just can't do that. It was it was horrific. That was yeah, a horrific. You don't foul. you don't get to wipe out the other team. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> it's not a contact sport, or it shouldn't be, as much that much. Oh my god. So we're at Saturday, and the teams are they're just it's going to be a struggle. We we'll, we'll might get better by the end of the season, maybe. We'll How see many if weeks they can. It? There's another five weeks probably. Okay. It'll if if I can get them to continue on beyond that first touch. It work down and get them to run the entire field. We will get better. We'll see. We'll we'll have a chance to talk to them this week. They kind of explain what happened. Maybe kind of dry run how we should play overall right. and have us go up and down the field walking mm-hmm. just to kind of like, hey, this, this is, is where we big. need to do in these types of situations. Yeah. <sighs> it was it was horrific. <laughs> It, it was it was bad. We spent a lot of time working on just trying to pass it up the line, you know, have you lines, get the ball yeah. passing back and forth. But then no one wanted to go anywhere. They always wanted to kind of stand in the same spot. It was oh, we were the other team. Soccer. Were the other teams just as bad? Well, the team we played first was terrible. But they okay. had like one, they would kick it forward and they would have one or two people play. Since we wouldn't clear it up the field, we just kind of played on our side of the field. Okay. They never really got close to scoring. The only okay. time they scored was on the penalty kick. We sh- we pushed the ball forward a few times. Alex played goalie that first game. He probably should have just been out in the field the whole game mm-hmm. to help him push forward. Because the few times we pushed forwards, we had chances. Some of my better players didn't play all that well. Because we should have scored probably three or four goals on that team. Their, their goalkeeper really didn't know what they- he was doing. Yeah. It, uh, the second game, we played against the, the guy who brings in the ringer team to play Y soccer. <laughs> it's From what I understand, he's had like those kids for like in multiple sports. And, right. Uh, yeah. Because one of the kids plays select soccer with Alex. Okay. Which is like, ah, oh, so he's playing in two teams. That's interesting. <laughs> he probably had a couple other kids that were probably select level as well on his right. team. And they've been playing together for a while. He had a closed team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good times. Hmm. But we never had it. As bad as we were playing, we never had a chance. I think we lost that one like four to nothing. Okay. We would have potentially been a lot better if we did anything Remotely right. useful out there. <laughs> and it was hot, which didn't help things. We end up going to uh, getting through those two games. So we're at four games at this point. Okay. My sister's birthday party was that weekend. Okay. My son's is this coming, coming weekend. Coming weekend, that's they right. They share birthdays. Therefore, we moved Kristen's up a week early. Okay. <laughs> she lost her birthday when Alex was born. Alex was born. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't count anymore. I guess it was her 40th birthday. Oh. She wanted to have it at the German-American Club because they're having Oktoberfest in September. Yeah. So oh. Oktoberfest. Okay. Yeah, Oktoberfest is originally started in October for the marriage of a king and princess a long time ago. Okay. October's a little cold in Germany. They moved gotcha. it to September so they could sit out in the beer gardens <laughs> later at night. But kept the name October. But kept the name October. Now it runs from like September to like that beginning of October. Okay. Uh, we have the Oktoberfest. Fortunately, the German American Club has figured out their system. I remember going four or five years ago, and it was horrific. Oh. The parking was terrible. 
they they had a couple beer lines and they were like 5000 miles long it was it was a nightmare mm-hmm. this time somewhere along the way like about 2 years ago they decided to jump, create this giant beer stall okay it has like 30 taps on it nice just a long one there's never a lot for beer anymore it's you just, just walk, you walk right up. up you have one or two people in line you get your beer and off you go they have a ticket system too. There's no money to be exchanged right. there. That makes things which easier. they've had that for a long time. But this time yeah. you've it's just with that many lines potential. Right. You can really just move people, move through, people through very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. It was it was really good. We we had fun with that. Probably drank a little too much beer. <laughs> for me, that's what mm. three beers. I I, don't, yeah. I just don't drink much beer anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It was good. We then we get home late filled. that night. <laughs> get up the next morning, have a soccer game at eleven. Have to be there at ten fifteen. Fortunately, that game was in Louisville. Okay. Oh, the, the one on Louisville. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Good planning there, Gay Kristen. Yes. All right. Your sister helped you out on that one. So well, they were having the party anyway. Just, it just so happened the game happened that weekend, that Sunday. Yeah. Which is why we ended up spending the night instead of like coming back home. Coming back home. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, my sister actually, they actually got to come to the game, but they didn't make it till like the second half. And yeah. Alex plays in the field in the first half. He plays goalie in the second half. So they get to play, see him play goalie. Yeah, that's good. They get to see him he's play. getting better. Right? He's getting better. At everything. He's he still he's, likes it. So yeah, we're trying to like learn one thing new each week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first, it was like, okay, this is how you want to defend people. Then it was like, well, the coach. He's like, well, he wants me to go up and down the field. Well, yeah, but you need to play in to the width of the defense. You were out a little too wide. That's why he probably said you were lost. Okay. Now he's inside. Now I'm like, you need to be a little more attack-minded when you go to the offensive side. That's probably what he's talking about now. And basically, I'm interpreting the coach speak for him. There you go. Well, yeah. I mean, he knows how you speak. And yeah. Well, the coach, I like a lot of what he does. He has a tendency to not explain his terminology to the kids very well. Okay. I guess they're supposed to just learn it over repetition and kind of their app. Yeah, context of the situations. That he yells things in, which is not always ideal. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I end up like trying to explain this is what he really means right. by this. I have, I, I kind of know where the coach is coming from and yeah. what he's trying to teach. It's just <laughs> interpreting it for it's your interpreting son. Interpreting for a son because he, yeah, he hasn't had exposure to any of that stuff, yeah. not at a high level. He said, You as a coach. Most of what we've done has yeah. been very limited. We're not teaching these high concepts. Yeah, right. we're just trying to teach some basic concepts. We didn't really give him any names or anything. This coach does. Yeah. Just the, just the, his terminology. Uh, he coaches. Well, it's good exposure for all of them then well, to, yeah. you know, as long as they understand it, though. <laughs> Plus, he t- well, I think he coaches high school sometimes. Okay. He coaches the high school team here. Okay. I think he doesn't always make that transition to, oh, right. I've got these 9- and 10-year-olds very yeah. well. Their vocabulary is not the same. Because <laughs> uh, uh, he teaches them probably very similar types of concepts. I'm mm-hmm. sure the high schoolers do, are a little more advanced. But a lot of the yeah. stuff he spends a lot of time on, the high school I'm sure spends time on it too, maybe not as much, but some mm-hmm. of it. I'm sure he goes into probably some more game concepts with them than he does with Alex's. But right. it, it's been good. Good. Uh, we had that game Sunday. It was busy weekend. Yeah, we get home at, what, 2 or 3 that afternoon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just tired thinking about it. Yeah, it was crazy because we went from Friday after school, getting ready for soccer game, didn't get home until well, we got home. But yeah, but still, we didn't really yeah. do anything except soccer and yeah. birthday party birthday all party. weekend. It was crazy. So he's. I'm got, sure you had a very adventuresome weekend, like I did too, right? What did I do this week? I thought about <laughs> I thought about <laughs> racing on Sunday, but I didn't. Well, my weeks because I'm in school now, as well as being, 
you know, in school as a job. Um, my weeks are start. My days are starting at about three thirty or four every morning to get up and read because that's when I'm awake enough and my brain's functioning well enough to actually comprehend, you know, these massive textbooks. Boring textbooks. Textbooks are horrifically yeah. boring. To read. Luckily, I mean, I really like everything that I'm learning, but it's it's hard, and it's you know, you gotta do stuff to figure out and try to take notes on. Your wife was very sweet last night when she saw my notebook. She's like, "Oh my God, those are your notes. They're so neat." I'm like, "Well." If I can't read them, they don't do me any good. So, so that's how my days, you know, so I'm starting my days at 3.30 in the morning and going to bed about 9. So by the weekend, yeah, I don't I want to do a whole lot if I don't have to. I, I felt bad. I ran, I trail ran on Saturday. Oh, I swam on Saturday morning. I did come and swim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I, yeah, I, I swam <laughs> at 5 in the morning or 6 in the yeah, morning. 6 on, in the morning on Saturday. On Saturday bef- yeah. before the soccer game. I, I, I got home and 15 minutes later we were out on the road for Oh, my soccer. God. Wow. Yeah, no, I forgot about that little tip. Yeah, and I got out of the pool. Or, well, I thought you were getting out of the pool early. I got out early. You never did, though, did I you? I got out at 7. Okay. Yeah, I got out at about 10 till. I got out at 7, gave them uh, 400 as I was walking out the door. Out the door. <laughs> well, I had them swim the, the... I saw. Yeah, when I was leaving, everybody was on one side of the pool, so right. you we had done the under... We were doing the S thing because me- Mimi was racing. Right. I sent them off on that. I went and got dressed. By the time they finished up, I was ready okay. to go. I said, hey, bye, whatever. And then I okay. rolled out the door. That's right. Yeah, because I remember seeing you standing at the side of the pool when by I was about, coming yeah, in. Yeah, about 7.10, 7.15. I was at the door. I got home by 7.30, 7.45. And then we pretty much had to leave by 7.50, 7.55 to get there by... 8.15? 8.15. It's a 20-minute wow. drive, yeah. See, all my assignments for school are due at noon on Saturday. And then... So it's kind of inconvenient. And then she puts the new assignments out noon on Sunday. So I have Saturday night and Sunday kind of off. And that's when I do all the other stuff like laundry and training plans and maybe mowing the grass if I feel like I'm, I didn't this week. But So we were going to talk a little bit about um, since Linda can't study and run on a treadmill, but I can study and read on a trainer. And I've been shopping around a little bit. I mean, I've got just like the regular Cyclops trainer, but it I had trouble with it last year and it was jerky. And anyway, so I've been shopping around looking at uh, some of the ones that don't require my back wheel so I don't wear out my tire. And you were going to look into those for me. We're going to talk a little bit about them because I can do that in the mornings and get some exercise. Yeah, they've because one of the problems with the traditional classic trainer is always... Oh, and I'm not doing rollers. I am not doing that ever. Sorry. Rollers are the greatest thing ever. That is. I can see me reading with like this big old textbook on rollers. How bad am I gonna wreck? Oh, that'd be instantaneous with you. I've seen you (laughs) try to ride rollers. (laughs) Tried twice. Once. I have gotten to the point on rollers where I can ride with one hand without too much trouble. The biggest, I, I haven't got to the point where I could ride with no hands. I can't ride no hands on a bike, like on a road. Well, I take that back. I can on the brevet, but I can't on the transit. I can I can do it on most bikes. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting with with trainers and and such that yeah the rollers are the rollers are a different beast. If if I could ride with zero no hands, I'd be really cool. I I know that like some of the one collegiate team, the one guy I used to work with. He oh, used I've to watched ride the rollers. YouTube videos. They're amazing what they can do on those things. There's just no way. What's that's... cool is when watching them play video games when they run on the rollers. <laughs> I wish I could do that. That's that. That would be a really cool skill. But I guess how do you not wreck? Ones. You have good balance. 
Yeah, but if you're like watching a video, you know, playing a video game, people tend to turn the controller at the same time. How do you? Well, from what I understand, the first game is like the first couple times I played, I like completely wiped. The first time I played, I completely wiped out. You get used to it. It, it, You just have to have the balance. You'd have to be able to ride no hands pretty easily. That's where it starts. Yeah. Then you don't have to think about it. You have to get to the point where you're not thinking about it. You're just riding. At that point, you throw the, the controllers in your hand and play. Just because you just can't move your hands around wildly while you're playing. You have to kind of keep everything right here. It just yeah. I guess think most, about it, you're not really you're, there's not really. But a lot most of people are going to move. Like if fingers. you're watching, especially if it's on like a big screen or something. I mean, I watch you guys. You're all over the place. <laughs> you and Alex are like halfway across the living room. <laughs> I just can't uh, imagine doing it on a bike. You just you just adapt. It's, yeah. it's gaming, okay. adapted gaming. <laughs> <laughs> With a regular trainer, though, that becomes very easy because yes. the back wheel is fixed. Right. You put it on the trainer, you lock it down, you're just riding your bike, and it rolls, and everything's locked in place. And it you is can surprising. pretty much do anything you want. And you're, as long as you don't get really wild and try to lean way over, uh, you're not going to fall. <laughs> it's pretty... I'm, there are people that do fall off trainers. Usually it's getting on and off, though. Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. never seen anybody like fall off a trainer. Because the base on them are so wide, it'd be yeah. really hard unless you did something really stupid to <laughs> fall on a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> the downside to trainers are the wear on that back tire. Right. If you ride a trainer any length of time, you're immediately wear down that back tire. That was one of the reasons I moved over to rollers. Rollers don't wear the tires as much. Well, at least you're we're wearing them evenly too. Right. You're well. You never wear. Them you never wear them evenly. But the back always is the driver. Yeah. You just don't have all that compression on it, and it generally doesn't have as much friction. When you're riding a roller, a lot of times it's really you're just kind of spinning. At least mm-hmm. I don't run them at high resistance levels where the trainers a lot of times you'll you'll change the resistance so you can do the harder right. stuff on them that's where you really have to the tire really pushes down on those wheels and, and wears them out much quicker than the road does okay that's why the the new high-end trainers all nowadays that you basically take your back wheel off attach them your bike to the actual trainer it with the cassette built into the trainer mm-hmm and you just ride using the trainer's resistance wheel or whatever they they have from the back end. That's what, uh, yeah, I've been looking at those and I've been looking at the trainer tires just because the tires on my bike are not that old and I just really don't want to wear it out and I don't want to have to switch wheels and blah, blah, you know, switch tires. I'm not that good at changing tires. And, and the cool thing about, like, the newer trainers are they usually have a lot, since since you're not using your own wheel system, you're using their own wheel system, mm-hmm. you can include things like power meters in yeah. on them pretty easy. That way you can determine how much effort you're putting into a particular ride, which is pretty cool. So the power meter, well, power meters on the pedals, it wouldn't be on... Well, you have... The, power meters come in different places. Okay. There's three areas that you can have a power meter. Did not know this. Okay. Yeah, the... the Original one were all on the crank. They would measure oh. the power on the crank. Okay. The downside to that is, is you'd have to take the crank and everything apart and move it from bike to bike. Oh, no. Garmin, well, Garmin wasn't the first. Vector was the one of the early ones that mm-hmm. Garmin bought, which is why it's called the Garmin Vector, where they tried to implement power at the pedal level. Okay. There's a couple of different companies that have done power-based uh, pedals. 
Right. Those are pretty good because you That's use That's what most easy. people have, isn't it? Yeah. They're pretty popular because Garmin runs it. Yeah. Uh, they're nice because you can take your pedal from bike A to bike B, especially the newer Garmins, really easily mm-hmm. and have power on multiple bikes with limited problem. Let's see. There's a couple people that put it on the crank arm. Okay. Uh, that was stages, I believe. And you just buy a crank arm and you'd get like one-sided power from them. Okay. Right? You'd put the power meter on the uh, crank or on the, the pedal arm mm-hmm. and it would measure there. You also had, what's the company? I forgot the name of the company now. They had it on the wheel. The back wheel would measure power. Okay. The problem with that, obviously, was you had to use that wheel. So if you were right. racing, you had to use that wheel, which may not be a so nice where would it type. be? It's in the hub. Oh, Oh, wow. You can measure... So it's not, like, attached to the hub. It's actually in the hub. Yeah. You just me- you're measuring the power where it's transferring from the chain directly into the wheel. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple places. In theory, you could put it on the chain as well. It's just that would be a really expensive chain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a, This gives you opportunities, multiple places, to try to measure the power you're putting into a system. Mm-hmm. What these trainers do is they have that mechanism there. They can put their own power in there it ends up being probably cheaper cheaper to produce because you don't have to worry as much about things like weatherproofing mm-hmm. right hopefully the not are in <laughs> yeah. and that allows them to put together a trainer for say 1500 dollars with power where power meters by themselves are 1500 plus bucks. right mostly because okay. they have to weatherproof them and deal with things like damage like if you were to wreck your bike you don't mm-hmm. want your power meter to go bad when you wreck your bike yeah there's a lot of technology and stuff that goes into those mechanisms to do that. So that that's making me think, because I've been looking at them, and it's like, okay, you know, $750 for the regular one and $1,200 for the smart one. And I was like, didn't know what the difference. There it is. Okay. Now, the downside of the smart ones, you're not just spending $1,500 on the trainer. If it's one of the ones you attach your bike to, you also have to get a cassette. Unless you're going to pull your cassette off your wheel, at that point, you kind of defeat the purpose of like to some extent of to some making extent. it easy to to take your trainer and just drop the wheel and throw it on there now well for me the bike that i'm going to put on the trainer is going to stay on the trainer all winter yeah most likely so i won't be switching it back and forth because i have another bike so i've got that advantage but but the time you want to take that bike out you're going to have to pull the cassette off put the new mm-hmm. cassette on you're going to have the tools to do that that's their side because mm-hmm. you need a chain whip and you need the tool to pull them off it's it's not always. It's, it's removing cassettes takes specific tools unless you have them. I did do them. it. I did do it this year. YouTube is great. What? I took off a cassette and put it on another wheel. How'd you how'd you do that chain whip? I borrowed you one. Borrowed it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I think you were in Florida. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> yeah. You need a chain whip, and you also need there's like a little round tool. Yes. Because t- yeah. I was looking up videos on how to do it without it, and I was like, no, that's not happening. And yeah, you're, a guy that you're very with, likely know, to damage your bike yeah. if you do it without the right tools. I'm not strong enough to actually damage the bike, thank goodness. I probably could have, but... If you throw I'd, like a screwdriver or something in there, any type of gimmicky type thing yeah. in your cassette, you could very easily script something and it, it not good. It'd not be good, yeah. So I, uh, one of the guys that I ride with I know works on his own bike, and I was like, I bet he's got this stuff. So I hollered at him, and... He did so. He's like, do it this way, and yeah, I figured it out. Which it's was not super hard. hard. It's just using no, tools. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> the easier solution is to buy a cassette that you can just leave it on the trainer full time. 
Yeah. Now, downside of that is on a modern love and speed bike, cassette run you probably 100, 150 bucks <laughs> for just a basic one. If you wanted to have something uh, like I'm running red, if I wanted to have a red one there, it'd be like 400 bucks. A nice cassette to Running red, what do you mean? SRAM red. Oh. Super lightweight cassette. Oh. But on a trainer, would it matter? No, other than if you want to run the same gear. Oh. Some people like to run the same gear everywhere. Okay. Okay. That comes into problems like you can't really do that when you a SRAM and a Shimano system. <laughs> like okay. I have. Um, and you run to different cassette ranges too. Like my cross bike is a single speed. Right. Up front, the cassette the back's a wide range. The road cassette's much narrower. So if you're putting different bikes on one of these type of trainers, you're going to have to have different cassettes. Potentially. Over. Or you just use one cassette and it's your trainer and you're running at certain power and you don't care. You just have to make sure your speeds match up. So you'd have to have an 11 speed type thing if you okay. have an 11 speed bike or 10, 12 speed. 12 speed is kind of the becoming new hotness in bikes. I don't know. I guess 12 speed would be useful. In theory, it would give you like a 32 in the back, a little more range. Yeah. It kind of gets a bit much and heavier, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's where you spend all the money on light Super machine light and one. stuff. Okay. <laughs> the bigger problem is you start getting into higher speeds, the chains get narrower and narrower which lead to other interesting issues with shifting and stuff. That because like that cassette much. can only be so big because there's only so much room between the hub right. and the, the stays that the come stays, back yeah. there. Unless you have a really wide stay. And, right. Yeah, and then there, you're, you know, Mountain bike has some of that, but generally you're not going to have that. Therefore, to, you might get a little more space, but at the same time, you have to narrow the chain to deal with that extra cog back there. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. In that place, sure so that begins to run into issues, especially if you want to run like a single drive-by chain, because mm-hmm. now you've got more range up there, the narrower chain, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little more side forces involved. It, like I said, it becomes an interesting problem as you add more gears in the back. <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, I need to do some more shopping around. <laughs> I got a little time. A lot of Weather's it just still depends nice. on how much money you want to spend. I mean, yeah. the reality of it is, is that biking is an expensive sport to begin with. Yeah. For someone like myself who casually rides, it's really a stretch. Well, I'm sorry, casually rides indoors. I, I, I really don't like to ride indoors. Yeah. If I were a person who had to work out at 4 in the morning and 75% of my rides year-round, 60, 50% of my rides year-round were on a trainer, I'm going to spend money and get a really nice one. That's yeah. just the bottom line. A lot of it depends on how much investment you want to be on your indoor one. When you look at, if I'm going to spend... 50% of my rides, how many hours a year do I ride? Yeah. Three, four, five, six hundred? <laughs> yeah. Then it's worth it. Yeah. If you're spending 150, 200 hours on a trainer, yeah, you might want to spend a little more money and get a better one. I mean, that's a lot of time yeah. in a trainer. <laughs> I, I'm sort of balancing that right now as to, okay, how much, you know, how much am I going to spend on a treadmill? How much time am I going to spend on a treadmill? How much, how much do I need this? And I think I need it a whole lot. Well, that's the, that's where most people. That's why you always find these things on the used market because someone's yeah. like, same thing with like a nice bike. Oh, I'm gonna get this nice bike. I'm gonna go out and ride. I ride once. I don't really ride again. And now I've got this nice bike that's been yeah. ridden five times, and I have to sell it for half of what I paid yeah. for it. Same thing happens with trainers. People think they're gonna be using it a lot. Yeah. I know I'm never gonna use one. A lot. Yeah. It would be cool to have one, but that's kind of when the. Eh, I really don't for my needs. I, I, I get on the rollers and ride a little bit on the rollers, and I'll just mm-hmm. suck it up and go outside when I can. A lot of times, that's why I moved to mountain biking. I can I know I can ride in yeah. colder weather on a mountain bike than I can a road. I mean, two years ago, I was on the trainer when I first got it. I was on it a lot. And then last year, it I guess I had issues with it, and so it just wasn't 
it was jerky and was wearing out the tire and da 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 da. So I just kind of gave up on it. And then we had nicer weather, so and I got a bike that had disc brakes, so it was a little easier to ride outside when it was bad out. Well, and but now the circumstances have changed, and I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna be back inside. <laughs> well, a lot of like I said, for me, if it'd be a job, if I had like a job that had more regular hours, I would probably ride. I'd be more willing to get up early yeah. and ride on a trainer rather than go outside. Fortunately, I have a job that's very flexible in hours, and that, therefore I can mm-hmm. ride during the day most of the time and still yeah. have time to play with my son and the, do whatever yeah. family stuff that needs to be done in the work early on call. Like I got a, the 11 o'clock last, 10 o'clock, then the last night, I'm going to go to bed early for swimming. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hard drive full. Well, there goes an hour of my time. I didn't get to bed oh, until well. 11, 30, 12 o'clock last night. I'm a little tired today. I was getting up at 4, <laughs> 4 45, 5 o'clock, five well, hours sleep. Yeah. That's not horrible five but hours. But you could take a nap today. I was sitting here at my keyboard and got really drowsy and laid my head down and had this nice drool pu- puddle <laughs> underneath me when I woke up 15, 20 minutes later. <laughs> Good nap. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Real-life athletes. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here and uh, watching our and listening to us on our podcast this week. If you're looking for a coach, check us out at go3sport.com. And we'll check us you. out on YouTube. And check us out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Like it if you've somewhat enjoyed this. <laughs> It'll help us out. We're, we're just, as we begin to try to grow this more and more, yeah. we're going to try to do more video stuff. We're going to try to uh, ex- expand out on what we do and, and the stuff we help yeah. our customers. Sounds great. All right. Check us out. Thanks very much. Have a great day.